Today's episode of The Beat is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing or ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to thebeat.robinhood.com. That's thebeat.robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not an investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. of the beat it is january 30th we are here nick bonger of course with brendan quinn in ann arbor we're not on the road we're not somewhere else we're just with each other today maybe an old school q a podcast no guests no guests unless needed today in. unless otis the dog comes in otis comes in uh <laughs> brendan's been on the road quite a bit it's yep. basketball season um football there's not a ton going on it's, this is uh signing days next week of course but uh, with the new stuff, that's not what it used to be anymore. So we figured we'd do the old uh, maybe mailbag today. How about it? Let's do some thing. questions on some folks' mind. Yeah. Everything good? You doing all right? Six games in eight days in five cities. Six games in eight days in five cities. <laughs> Take a little bit of a six games in eight days in five. Okay, yeah. So a couple. Yeah, yeah. there were two in Ann Arbor, one in East yeah. Lansing, Lincoln, Minneapolis, Bloomington. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm feeling All good. Over the place, I'm then. feeling good. Uh, so you got the full Midwest tour. Well, you're getting decent weather here. Body is a little sore here. We'll say. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know how this goes. You're feeling like I feel every November, <laughs> where I just want to die. Where it's like I get to the end of November, like right around Thanksgiving, and I'm like, I haven't exercised or taken no. a walk no. in months, None and my that. body is crumbling to yeah. the ground. Yeah. I slept till 9.15 today. Like, it's hard for you, right? That's hard. Yeah, I mean, that was... I got up and I thought it was like noon. <laughs> like, oh my God, how late is it? You're like yeah. blacked out in yeah. bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the house has been empty for like two hours at that point. It's me and Otis just in bed. Just laying there. <laughs> Can't get <laughs> Getting old, man. We're getting yeah. old. Well, part of it's on me. You know, I could choose not to have, you know... Three or four Six games or five and eight beers days at oh, night yeah. as well. I thought I could just go to bed like a normal person, but uh, you know well, maybe you can do that in the in the uh, spring or the uh, summer. No, that's when I cover golf. When I... Oh, true. That gets even worse, probably. Yeah. Maybe you can do that in uh, August yeah. about, or uh, September. I think it's much better about the golf trip is that the uh, the packing's a little easier when it's just you know. See, so, yeah, you're uh, you're always like in September. You're always nice and fresh and uh, mm-hmm. taking your taking your time. Oh yeah. And that's sort of how I feel now. 
mm-hmm. actually. Like, yeah, you look I'm good. Over, yeah, the color has returned to I'm your face. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not like, I can't stand up or get out of bed. Like, I'm fine these days right now because it's January and there's not much going on. So, you know, that's, uh, but I can sympathize with your. Just comes rolling into pain. my house wearing an Austin 316 shirt. Oh, yeah. Like a true boss. <laughs> Figure we give that today. Maybe maybe that'll put some more attitude in this Q and A as we get into it. Uh, all right. Well, you want to start? Or you want me to start? You can start. Okay. Uh, I'll start right here with Jeff Dillon, Michigan State fans got a Michigan question, so we're gonna get right into it. There you go. This is for both, actually. Juwan and Jim Howard, or Juwan Howard, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Jim Howard. Uh, can you think of a less media-friendly combo in the Power Five right now? Maybe oh. no access, etc. <laughs> so I told you we'd get right into it today. Maybe. Can I think of a less... Me- well, um, I'm not around Juwan Howard that much. I actually went to the um, his press conference this week because you were gone. That was the mm-hmm. first time I think I've been to one in quite a while. Um, I, wouldn't, I would not use the expression not media-friendly with Juwan. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's... I mean, the doors um, aren't open, right? And right. we don't get practice they weren't open before all that. He's not openly hostile or anything like no, that. doesn't seem um, like it. I've had interactions with him. I have a thing coming that that he... Sure. Ne- like, I needed him to partake in. And, and he did, yeah. And he did, and was uh, more than accommodating once he realized what was going on. So... Um, I've had decent, better interactions. It's kind of taking yeah, some time. He's a first-year coach. I, I would also imagine, like, say he's at, you know, assuming he's still at Michigan three years from now, um, mm-hmm. I think he will even be more comfortable, much better. More, I think so. Kind of have a bit greater understanding of what goes into he the He seems to have a slight rapport with the people in the room mm-hmm. every day. It's good in there. It's definitely good. Yeah. It's, way, it's better than it was last month, and last yeah. month was better than it was the month before that. Um, and, like, I mean... Beeline was like an asshole in his first, second, and third years, right? Yeah, I tell people all That's the time, like the the grand, the sweet old grandpa Beeline that everybody like yeah. thought of at the end was like not even clo- Beeline. <laughs> if a guy like oh, whatever, he's gone. I don't care. We can tell the story. Like he's right. not here anymore. <laughs> we had a meeting one time, and it was after Treyberg's freshman season, he came back to school, okay. and there was a whole thing in the in the interim about because Trey was flipping back and forth on what he wanted to do. He was right. changing his mind like in real time, right? And it was reported on um, a few different people reported on it that at one point he was going to leave, and that was what he decided to do, and mm-hmm. that's that was what was written. And then he changed his mind, and that was what was written. And in any event, we got to like after the season, and we had like a little like thing where he brought the writers in you know as some coaches do and, right. and then we had like some sandwiches or something and then uh, and then yeah he started to uh, like get after a couple of us <laughs> for calling because we all talked to Trey's dad yeah. and you don't call my players parents and we had to stop and be like look man we don't we don't work for you you know like this isn't Yikes. how this goes yeah and um, that's why I said, I mean, I don't care if we tell the story now because he's gone. Right. And honestly, I can tell now because he's gone and he changed over the he years. Did. Because at the time, he was so like, you can't talk to other people about my program. Mm-hmm. That was his whole thing. You can't do it. And he would get combative with, I mean, this is honest to God, he would get combative with people. Uh, I know some, there's some people out there listening that would probably never be able to believe that right. from the beeline. But he would get into people. I mean, he would push back and, you know, dare I say, raise the voice. And yeah. get a little stern, you know what I mean? If you 
wrote something that he didn't agree with, or if you pushed on him a little bit, or did something that he thought was out of bounds, which he thought everything was out of bounds. Right. To his credit, he adjusted over time, and that sort of went away. But I mean, yeah, at the time, that's how he was. Yeah, it's it's. John's not doing that. No, not at all. Jim Harbaugh doesn't do that. Jim Harbaugh is horrible with a lot of other areas in media relations, but he doesn't do yeah. that. Like, if you want to talk to somebody, he's always been sure. You know, do it. Do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying. I'm going through it. I'm trying to think of places that have really bad reps, and it's usually one or the other. Um, everybody has. Everybody's bad now. Nobody's good. Michigan. <laughs> Tom Izzo is the only. Is he like Jeff's a Michigan State fan? So I'm sure he reads, or uh, you know, but like about Izzo and Izzo is. The most open college basketball coach yeah. in the country, and, and like you know, Shishovsky can be a prickly asshole. <laughs> Did you see him yelling at the students? It was a ridiculous. <laughs> but Did you see those kids' faces? <laughs> oh, that was the greatest thing. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're gonna like throw up in the stands. Like, oh god, what do we do? Oh, that was so good. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. But they still have open locker room. Duke it does Duke, oh, yeah. for their players. Wow, like, really? so, I didn't know that. Even even in instance like that, like. That's still a major kind yeah. of door that's open for the media. And if you want to go through the players, you can go through the players. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's, that's good. But, you know, Cal really doesn't open the door to anybody there. But, like, Kentucky football, doesn't I can't imagine, is a hard cover. No. Right. I mean, Jesus. Um, yeah, it's usually... I I got nothing. Michigan's is always... Like, the football stuff's always been, um, like... I've it's been a, it's it's part of what drives people insane and I get a lot of people who ask me like why does Michigan get negatively covered mm-hmm. nationally and my answer is typically like if you think that they're getting negatively negative coverage nationally on purpose and I'm not saying that everybody does this because I don't think that even the majority of people do it I mm-hmm. wouldn't agree with it but if it if we've seen it before it's generally it comes from these this idea that they've it's almost become like football tradition right to pretend to be or act like assholes to the media because that's what Bo would have done right. back in the day, right? And it doesn't do anybody any favors. I don't think that's Harbaugh's intention. Intention at this point, I think he's just bad with media and doesn't care. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he cares. Like I know he doesn't care. I shouldn't say that. I, I know he doesn't. Right. He just doesn't give a shit. Like right. that's right. He feels that any interaction with us is, um, it, it is going to reveal things that are going to hurt his ability to coach football. That's mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. how he looks at it. And we're not worth his. You know, having discussions with media members isn't something that he values. It's something that's worth his time. Right. And in some ways, um, over time, you almost come to just be like, all right, well, I mean, at least you're at least you're consistent with your you know I mean? so It's just like it is what it is. Um, you know, because we've seen other coaches that have done that too, where they they act like that and then they turn right around and run to a. They've got somebody in their pocket that they want to run right. to all the time, right. and uh, that's not really the case. With Harbaugh, but you know, I don't know. It's always sort of been like that with Michigan. Access is kind of brutal. Um, yeah. It's always been brutal with football. Basketball used to have open locker room, and that's gone. And yeah, that'll probably never come back. And again, like I, I do think Michigan's going to get better as they. It's kind of one of those like you have to get through this first year, right? The, yeah, learning, the learning curve is so severe. The pace of basketball just lends to it. And too. even like across the board, if you look at like most of the highest profile coaches in the country, yeah. People have. Does it, people want better access? Of course. Do people want better media seats? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Who cares? Um, but in terms of like these guys actually dealing with people and not being like combative 
or just completely disconnected from. Yep. There's very few. No, like basketball, is no, just football, bas- especially basketball, no. is such a different game. Like D'Antonio is Mark D'Antonio is like fully hiding right now. Right, like he is right. in a bunker somewhere, like actively hiding right. from the media. Right, and the as he goes through all like, this stuff, yeah. the closest thing that you'd have in basketball would be Sean Miller, who you know is going through the last yeah. two years and has just kind of just continued on. Right, and. But like he still has to get up every day and and stand in front of the media and stuff. Like he's he hasn't shut it down, right? Um, Will Wade is still talking to the media, which is just separate. Incredible deal. (laughs) Just I want to write a feature story on just what the press conferences are. Monopoly money doing? Oh my god. Well, he handed out uh, money from the board game Life, so we didn't uh, deem it an NCAA violation. (laughs) What a school. Um, But yeah, that's that's kind of part of the course, you know, and like. Certain schools are more open because they need to be more open. Certain schools aren't because they don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of where I land on it. Um, you know, like I said, D'Antonio is currently hiding. But at the same time, D'Antonio also had a signing day press conference where he talked for like an hour and a half. Right. And it was great. So, right. I mean, like, and he, and he did it simply so those beat writers could have stuff to write about. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that was what it was. So, you know, you know, I think sometimes you get some of those things. And, you know, Harbaugh does that now and again in the spring. It's not as bad maybe sometimes as people want to admit. Right, right. It is what it is. Yeah. But I would love to have, like, that kind of off-season conversation with Juwan on that end of, like... I think he'll here, get much better here's as time how, goes on. Yeah. Here's how it can be... I don't think he'll ever like, play the game like some of these coaches do, but he'll get better. No, like, like I don't know. It would take a certain level of... He doesn't need Significant to. development, like the trust department, I feel like, for there ever to be any kind of, like, embedded for a game yeah, he, type stuff. He doesn't need to. Things like that. He doesn't need to. You know, right. Everyone knows who Juwan Howard is. Right. And he's going to be judged on how his team wins and, right. wins and loses, and that's it. I mean, that's just how it's going to go. So, he doesn't need to. That said, if listening, I'll take the embed. <clears throat> sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. What do you uh, here we go. This is from Josh. Mm-hmm. He asks, which rivalry in sports would you like to cover? Nick, hmm. Auburn, Alabama football. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I or, or or I guess maybe right now Auburn LSU. Uh, although I think Auburn Alabama is probably the more. Intense if I'm doing any football game. rivalry right now, I'm going the Egg Bowl. Egg Bowl? Oh God! <laughs> With the uh, dog peeing on the ground and everybody yeah, getting fired. Now, now it's, and now it's now Leech, Leech and, uh, versus what's his nuts. Kevin? No, I'd rather do the good football uh, version <laughs> of that because I'm not so sure that's going to be a great game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I watched the Iron Bowl this year, and I don't get to watch it very much because uh, Michigan Ohio State's always on the same day. Mm-hmm. And I rewatched it because Michigan was playing Alabama, and like, what a game! Yeah. I mean, it was like forty-five to forty was the final score. Both teams just, just and they were good, you know. Mm-hmm. Like both teams had legit talent. Nobody's making mistakes. They're just getting after it, and I I get a sense that. And having looked back at the Iron Bowl over the years, I don't think it's like that maybe necessarily every year because, you know, Alabama's often right. just a powerhouse. But Auburn's won, like, four of those. Like, Melzahn's won, like, mm-hmm. four times against Saban in, like, ten years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a game. Like, that's intense. Like, that's that's no joke. I mean, that's that's one where I think that, you know, you walk into that one and you're like, we're going to see a pretty, you know, 98% sure we're going to see a hell of a football game today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Michigan, Ohio State, I've seen a hell of a football game like twice in the ten years I've been doing this. Brutal, all the way through. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I want to say like the sixteen was the one of the best games I've ever covered. Mm-hmm. Um, Seventeen, not really. It was eh, it was fine. Eighteen, no. Nineteen, no. 
15, no, 14, no, 13, 12 was okay, and 11 mm-hmm. was like, man. Eh. So, like, that's, you know, so up in the Big Ten, it's, it's kind of rough, but I would say over Alabama. What do you got for... That's uh, good. I like... You had, a, you had a pretty good one for a minute there. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You did. You, you might have had the one, uh, the one you wanted the most. I like the... I, I do kind of like the off-the-beaten-path ones. Sure. Um, that are just, like, super intense to the, the, on a much yeah. smaller scale. Um, you know, when you... Like, a, like Penn Princeton's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, right. Um, and, yeah, it's not the greatest brand of basketball, but it's... You know, these games are... They're always ridiculous. There was the one where, like, Princeton came back from 36 down at the Palestra. Something like that. It was insane. Yeah, the ones that, yeah... You know, that, are, um, that just mean a I've lot. I've been meaning... It's been on my list forever to go do... A Hope Calvin game. Oh yeah, like up, all up the way, the like side all the way in, right? Like mm-hmm. get both sides to agree. The that, Holy War, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I would love it. That's that's that stuff's great to me. You better get yourself together before you walk into that gym. You better take a couple of uh, confessions or something. I don't think they're gonna let you in there. They're not messing around at the Hope Calvin College area. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. I'm yeah. just there for the hoops. I'm not there to. Uh, uh, mind your business. Or be yeah. Watch but... your mouth when you go into that building. <laughs> <laughs> no question. Uh, Xavier, Cincinnati, when it's hot. Oh, yeah, it's always been great. Is Some fights and stuff. They yeah. just they hate each other to <laughs> such a ridiculous level. It's great. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, also another holy war that immediately comes to mind is Utah-BYU. Utah-BYU. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Football there, too, that, that gets pretty intense. I think Utah wins it most of the time. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. If there's any BYU yeah, fans this, listening, but yeah, that's that's a discontinu- religion is involved. It often that gets makes it so yeah. much better. Yeah, <laughs> they uh, they discontinued. Uh, I think they discontinued the basketball rivalry for a minute, and it came back this year. Because I was talking to. Do they also have the Chris thing where Burgess the state made year. them? Uh, state of Utah? Do they force oh, them to do it? I, I don't like Kentucky, Louis. I told Kentucky, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Football. Yeah. They forced them. The governor, mm-hmm. right? Stepped yeah, in. They, they they stopped playing for like fifty years or third something right. like that. Right. And they forced, I think the governor stepped in and was like, this is going to be a thing. We're going to do it every year. Mm-hmm. It's not in the same league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to play first game of the year. It's going to be, I think it's called the Governor's Cup. Yeah. And it's been, you know, I'm sure a great thing. Every time, I, when I was down there, living down there, I mean, it was always a big, it was like in September. It was one of the first games of the year. Right. And everybody got up for it. And it was right. always like, this, this used to not be a thing. They're like, no, these two teams, they were just like afraid to do it. Sure. And now they do it. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, obviously basketball, Kentucky Louisville is another one that's uh yeah, Super Kentucky, intense. Louisville, you know, obviously Duke, Carolina, yeah. Kansas, Missouri, and the Border War. Mm-hmm. Um, Syracuse, Georgetown, when they yeah. actually play. Uh, Though we had a good one here with the basketball, Michigan, Michigan State for a while. Bad, man. Uh, maybe it'll get back to that, but that was uh, for about three years there. Two or three years at the end. Yeah, I mean, was last year they played three ever times as yeah. top ten teams. And then the year before, they were yeah. going at it too. So, I mean, that's the last, the, the tail end of that was intense. I mean, after probably Beeline right. really got it going, it was really good for like for probably like 2011 through last year. Yeah, and they get one more this year, so... Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. Michigan State obviously took that first one, but we'll see what happens. All <coughs> right. Uh, AJ says, plus minus on Michigan football coaching changes seems like up for coaching itself, but maybe down for recruiting. And then he's got a basketball question. He says, with Michigan hoops, his speculation about... Xavier Simpson and John Teske is that there's slumps. Simpson is trying to do too much. Teske is struggling with the post defense. Are related to the new offense and running more? Is that true? So he's saying he thinks that 
Simpson and Teskey are slumping. Mm-hmm. Are they slumping because Simpson's trying to do too much, and Teskey's struggling with post defense? And is that related to the new offense and or running more? I mean, my my question would be what are what what struggles from yeah. Xavier Simpson is he pointing to? I mean, has he been the best Slumps. point guard in the country? Slumps, no, but um, you know, I mean, he's never been a big time scorer. Um, the idea of you know there was the one game where he took whatever twenty something shots. Um, there's a lot of games where there's not many options out there yeah. on the floor at any given time. I think well, he's being been, asked to do a ton. I mean, it was like that last year. Last we've kind of been through this. With yeah, and last year he played with three or four NBA guys. Yeah. You know, like I don't know who else people want to be shooting the ball in some of these games. I don't either. Because uh, you know, you know? it's just like they're just. A, I don't know. I mean, like, I... Does he need to take seven threes against Penn State? No, he doesn't. I just don't think they're that great of a team. That's pretty much what's coming into focus the last I got a lot of people slapping me in the face back in June when I was like, or July or whenever it was, when Franz Wagner finally Mm -hmm. signed, and Mm -hmm. I was just like, call me when, you know, they're, (laughs) you know, really a top two team in the league. I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I... And I, there was, I mean, I think Franz Wagner's probably playing fine, right, for a first-year player. Mm-hmm. But I think there were some people that had expectations that he was going to be this, you know, total badass. And I'm just like, I just... I, he's I, getting there. I know, but I now didn't think it was going to happen right away. I mean, like, it, it's January 30th. I didn't think it would happen by January 30th. Sure. I thought maybe by mid-February he'd be ready to go, you know, like, good to, good to roll. But even then, I was just like, I mean, it's one guy, and it's still a team that has a lot of warts, and I just didn't think it was, even with Beeline, if he was the coach. Sure. I just think they would have, I don't know if they'd be in the exact same situation, because there wouldn't be as much newness, mm-hmm. but I don't think they'd be in a great situation. I don't think they'd be like, oh, they're so they're safe. Right. I think they'd still be struggling to, you know, for their tournament life. Maybe not this much. Right. But I think they'd still be probably in that, in that area. I mean, if you look at the last six games, you know, there were, without livers... I'm not sure what else Simpson was supposed to be doing. Look, I mean, the Penn State, no. the Penn State game that was no, a bad. They, that was a bad game. They can't afford to lose. But anybody. overall, I mean, he is. He he's had nights where he's basically has this whole thing on top upon his shoulders. I mean, and what's his like usage rate or whatever nationally? The you know the ball, like how much he has the ball in his. I mean, he's got the ball in his hands like the whole game, right? I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah, who else is supposed to? Do? I mean, he's first. In, I think he's first in the country in assist, fourth in assist percentage, percentage while also, yeah. you know, and it would even be higher. The amount of missed shots in some games are just insane. That's what I mean. Like, um, I, I watch them play, and I'm just like, guys miss shots all over the place. Right. I don't the, think they're the that good The worst thing with Xavier is not the offense. It's that his defense has yeah. not been nearly living up to the reputation. And maybe that's because he's asked to do so much on offense, whatever. But... It is the the image of him being the locked down pit bull point guard yeah. killer is gone. Yeah. Eli Brooks is the best defensive right. guard on this team right now. That's crazy. Um, and the team <laughs> itself is terrible on defense. It's yeah. still 13th in conference play in defensive also efficiency. Just like right. Those With, of you who shit on Charles Matthews, uh, maybe, crazy. Maybe you uh, need to uh, rewind a little bit. And shit, even I mean, <laughs> and was. Iggy Brax Dacus, a, oh, yeah, a, no, an yeah. all-conference no, defender. Good, no, but he was 6'7", stronger than shit. Really strong dude. And yeah. a pretty athletic dude who could go and run and bang and, and try to get into guys. And he knew NBA scouts were watching, so he tried yeah, to play well, yeah. defense. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are pretty major holes to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with Teske, I mean, maybe it's system related. He's he's in a different spot than he was. Yep. But you know, he's been given every opportunity to to dominate. Um, not dominate isn't the right word, but well, but, but to, uh, to establish yeah. himself on on post scoring and you know he's shooting over sixty percent on twos this year. Um, he never was a the whole like stretch five yeah. thing. Like he was never Mo Wagner. He made no. Oh no no no! He's a terrible shooter he made for stretches. Twenty three threes last year. You remember the game uh, like in the Big Ten tournament last year? I don't actually. I might not have been sitting next to you. I think I was sitting next to uh, somebody else. Mm-hmm. But it was like they were playing Minnesota, or one of the teams they blew out. <laughs> like Teske, like two or three, just like what the hell was that? Yeah, and knuckleballs. The, and the one Beeline turns around to like DeAndre Hands or something. He goes, "That is the worst shot I've ever seen in my life." He's like, "Get him out of the game." I mean, it's no the myth that he had some sort of like. You know, I mean, he shot here shitting forty percent. Right, right. He could make an open shot. Once in a while, I think that was he's, where Beeline wanted him to get. Like, keep him honest a little bit. Exactly, he's just good enough where yeah. you can't just completely but sag into the middle. Dialing of the things up for you, man. No. Like, yeah, they had to pull him out of the game. He's like, you can't. Like, that's got to stop, John. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're not even close. Let's get back. Let's get back to practice and work on your shot or something. But for the rest of this week, like, that's it. You're, you're not shooting yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is when you look at some of the lineups on the floor, though. It's also yeah, where, right. what are the best shot options at times? And that's a hard question right. a lot of times to answer. But you know, one or two threes a game from Teske is fine. But four, or five, yeah, right. six—it's it, just not. It's just it's right. it ain't gonna work. No, um, <laughs> he is. But he is. He's playing seventy-five percent of their total minutes. Well, that's the, the thing I was gonna play. say. It he's, like he's definitely getting worn down. And it's not only that the league. And these bigs, yeah, it's, good. it's ridiculous. You're just, every night, these guys are just beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. Kofi Coburn. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Know, uh, Luca. Luca's just a monster. Yeah. Um, they haven't seen Wesson yet. Tillman. Uh, Tillman. Lamar Stevens yeah, last Wesson. week. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevens is still playing, which is, he's been at Penn State for 26 years. What is he, 42 by now? <laughs> that guy is a grown man. Uh, no joke. Weeks. Saw a tour this yeah. week and he even played well and he was still a monster. And then mm-hmm. obviously Xavier Tillman, Travion Williams. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Um, there's no nights off and it's a lot of like legit post defense at times. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like his legs at times look a little, a little wobbly. Well, I mean, you see the game, <laughs> which makes his three point shooting that even. I haven't more watched every minute of the season good of an for either of these. I, I just haven't. I've been doing more football stuff. So right. But when I do tune in and see a game, I I often see John Teske just looking like he's run 17 miles. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, is it, okay, so Teske's been in the game for incredibly long stretches. I think right. that's probably part of it. But that's also they did that to him last year too, and mm-hmm. and and it became I feel like kind of an issue over time. So right. you know maybe that's part of it as well. Maybe depth and everything else. Uh, and then the other question AJ had was about the football coaches. As Michigan added uh, Bob Shoop to the defensive backfield, and then yeah. um, Brian Jean Mary to uh, the linebackers coach. Um, obviously losing uh, Campanelli and uh, Chris Partridge, those are viewed as two of their best recruiters. Shoup doesn't have the great recruiting, you know, like he's more of the, he's been a defensive coordinator, that's what he's known for, but I wouldn't sit there and say that he can't recruit. And then Brian Jean Mary actually is, that's kind of his bag, was recruiting. But I would also say to people, 
Like, I got a lot of this when Chris Partridge left for uh, Ole Miss. He wanted to be a defensive coordinator, and he's a co-defensive coordinator, and it was this, this well, the world's falling on top of us now hmm. because he was the best recruiter on the staff, and now he's gone. What is Michigan going to do? Hmm. And that's, you know, like, there's two things to say on that. One, it's fair to say, yes, Chris Partridge was the best, probably the best recruiter on the staff. I think he was the best recruiter on the staff. I'm not sure if it was even up for debate at that point of last year. But I would also say that uh, that team just went 9-4. and four. Hmm. The team before it went 10-3. and three. Um, The 17 class, which was his, was Partridge's, the one where he really had the big impact on. Mm-hmm. I would ask folks to go back and look through that class and tell me how many people are still there and tell me how many people have left. And I'll just leave it at that right. because I, I don't think that anybody on that staff last year was irreplaceable is all I'm going to say. I'm not saying that Chris Partridge was overrated, underrated, or what, anything in between, but I'm just saying that they were 9-4. and four. Sure. They underperformed. They were not where they needed to be at any level. Anybody on that staff leaving irreplaceable? No, come on. Like, that's not... Right. I, I'm not going to do that because I just don't I don't buy it. I mean, he was a good recruiter, is a good recruiter. Campanelli would have been probably because he had relationships to New Jersey, I suppose, but it's like he was only there one year. <laughs> we have no idea right. how good of a recruiter he was. He was there one year. So... I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll believe all that when I see it, but it's like, I mean, they've got bigger problems, I think, right now. My favorite. Um, than that one, so. My favorite part of when these things happen. It's a loss, Is when sure. people just, like, read the bios of where these guys have been and then just draw conclusions based on. Yeah. Just yeah. total guesswork. Yeah, I mean. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, Partridge was an aggressive young coach who mm-hmm. could go into areas that he didn't know people and recruit, and that's why he was, you know, viewed as a good recruiter, but, you know. I would argue that there were a lot of kids that he brought in here that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. There was a lot they brought in here that did. But there was a good number that didn't, and it was also... So it's like you got to look at every side of that. You know, when you say, So if sure. you're going to tell me that this guy's irreplaceable, that you, there were some people that were like, you need to fire Don Brown so you can keep Chris Partridge. And I was like, that's a bridge too far for me. I'm not doing that. I'm not firing Don Brown and giving the full... I mean, as much as you think that you hate Don Brown mm-hmm. because you don't really know how defense works and you think that... He sucks when you refuse to understand that defense in 2020 is a fool's errand at this point. The game is so out of whack in terms of what they allow offenses to do and don't allow defenses to do. It's impossible, damn near, when you're right. playing against a team with talent. Right. So to shit all over a defensive coordinator. But, you know, maybe at the same time you say, well, if it doesn't matter, then just get rid of that guy and leave the guy who's a better recruiter. But I would also argue, I would ask you to go back and look through Don Brown's the kids he's signed, mm-hmm. and I would ask you to say which ones, what's his hit rate compared to what Chris Partridge's hit rate was. Because I got a lot of Don Brown versus Chris Partridge. Chris Partridge wanted to be a defensive coordinator. He had to leave to do it. Michigan kept Don Brown. Is that a mistake? That's what I got asked. Not, AJ didn't ask that, but I got asked right. that a lot. I think Don Brown's hit rate, it hasn't been with the five-star players. Don Brown got Josh Uche to Michigan. Josh Uche went from being a... 190-pound kid who could barely play varsity football to possibly a second-round pick, hmm. and that's Don Brown. I mean, he's had he's had higher hit rates on lower-rated kids because um, he knows more about football. And Chris Partridge would probably tell you that because right. he's been around longer. Right. But so that's always a touchy. I mean, it's a touch-and-go thing with these recruiting hires, and you keep a guy around for this or that. And I, you know, it's Chris Partridge needed that for his development as a coach to go on and move on, and that's that. But you know, I, and I'm not sure that. I can fault Jim Harbaugh for choosing Don Brown over Chris Partridge as his defensive coordinator. 
I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> it's one. It's one of those. It's a tough it, job right it, now. If it it's a gone, tough job, man. If the decision was made the other way, like there might be a very small portion of the fan base that'd be like, yeah, nationally, wait, 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 that thing would be destroyed. That would be yeah. panned as one yeah. of the most ridiculous decisions. Right. And this is coming from me, and right. I don't, and you don't, yeah. I don't know anything. Exactly. But like, people would lose their minds, being like, I mean, "What are you talking about?" I gotta say, I mean, it's hard, and this has been coming up a lot lately with me in conversations with people. These defensive coordinators in football, man, it's you. You talk to them, and they're just like they're beat up mm-hmm. because it's tough right now. I mean, it is. I mean, everybody says. I, we, Austin and I were talking about this the other day. Like, everybody says football's cyclical, and it, it usually is. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, these defensive coordinators are like, when the fuck's that cycle going to come back around here? Because this is bullshit. Like, we're getting our ass kicked, and there's not there's not a lot you can do. Yeah, and I mean, so, there's no rules that favor the defense tough. right now. It's yeah. really really hard, and I think that there's a lot of people that get frustrated and they don't take the time to maybe understand. Just how hard that all is. Austin wrote a great story this week on uh, with stats and numbers that he pulled up um, to to illustrate all of the different changes mm-hmm. that Michigan went through defensively this year that went all against type, showing that they tried. Ev- I mean, they tried everything, right. and it was just you you can only you know you can only get what you can get um, because if your talent's not up to snuff and you're dealing with everything else, it's going to be a tough road. So. Yeah, tough deal, but uh, I got off track on that one. That's uh, mm-hmm. not quite what AJ asked, but that's what it reminded me of. So, yeah. Anyway, right. go for it. Here we go. <laughs> this is from CT. In your careers, what's been the biggest scandal you have covered on your beat? <laughs> biggest scandal? <laughs> um, I think scandal can probably be used as a in a loose term of like everybody's controversy, their mind. controversy uh, cover up. Uh, uh, there's been a few. I would say the thing that got people the most riled up was the Morris Dave Brandon thing. Yeah. Um. And I, I'm not sure if that was the biggest problem. I didn't cover Michigan State during any of that stuff, right. so that was I missed all that. Not that it would have been. I'm envious of anyone who has to cover that mess. Uh, um, but that's around the state. That right. would have been number one, but I didn't cover that. So Michigan, I guess it would have been that. Or um, the uh, Brendan Gibbons sure. situation sure. Um, that year with Brady Hoke where, you know, I mean, that was one of those things where, you know, we all <laughs> looked into – I saw somebody else ask the question, what's the what's the best story that you never had published? Mm-hmm. And the answer to that question is, is I'm never going to tell you what the best story that I ever had published is because if I didn't have it, it means I didn't have it. Right. Like I, you know, and right. that was the, I remember the Brendan Gibbons thing at that time where it was, there was a lot with that that was hard, you, you know, you can't report certain things if you don't have them locked in, you know what I mean, right. before they're, and then of course Michigan doing its back and forth with he was hurt and what, you know, he was dealing with a family thing mm-hmm. or something and he was expelled. That was a, that was a problem. Um, the, and then the. Brandon fallout, I guess. Sure, been, sure. In terms of, I mean, that obviously the Gibbons thing was more serious in nature. The Brandon thing was just people getting right. fed up. And right, more right. the guy fired. Yeah, biggest scandal. I mean, I don't know if scandal's the right word for what I happened, think was, for what happened yeah, that year. Like, I don't think either one of those were scandals. They were just yeah, bad it's situations. A, it's kind of a weird um, word for yeah. some of these things. Um, you know, I like. Situations like, that make like, you like SMU yeah, no, paying like the players yeah. and getting you know like that's a like the overt cover up of a if I can paying players I think of it as this like what is what is something that you lost serious sleep on the year I mean the year you know, at Michigan the, State was a answer. debacle yeah and I did not, not I had nothing to do with the Nasser stuff yeah but when 
you know, ESPN dropped that story and just all yeah. hell broke loose. Right. And it turned into this just crazy vacuum. It was the greatest. I've talked to so many people yeah, about like this. Two months. I, I've, on the journalism side, I've talked to so many people on this. The The dynamic that went into play of ESPN dropping that story, and we're not going to get into the merits of the story, but... Yeah. ESPN drops it, and the nature of what happens now in all of these outlets mm-hmm. is you need to is you they start responding to that. We have to aggregate, the story. you know. Right. So everyone's chasing, and that's what happened with Gibbons re-reporting yeah. the original story mm-hmm. instead of like either immediately going into fact check this or that or whatever, and just it is this kind of tornado yep. and. That thing it just consumed every. Yeah, it takes up all the air. Everything. And there's nothing you can. Yeah. Right, and those games, you know, like I was at the press conference at Maryland when Izzo got into it with uh, the the woman from uh, ESPN, and that turn like that was just, uh-huh. and it just kept going and going and going, and uh, yeah, it was a couple months. Yeah, and the players were still being made available, and you're still trying to cover a team that was like they were like just one of the country. boat racing everyone, <laughs> right? Um, and then, like, you even forget it, but, like, that Yahoo FBI thing drops mm, mm-hmm. in the latter part of that year. Miles Bridges is named in it yeah. as having taken, like, whatever, like, a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. I forget how much it was. But now you have Bridges, you know, and it's, like, right. everyone has a million questions. Michigan State can only answer so much stuff or just right. won't answer certain things. Um, and, you know, I mean, Izzo was just frayed and fried. Uh, the media was frayed and fried, and uh, there was, you're right, there was no oxygen left in the room, and it was like, when I went back that summer and kind of went through, you know, things I would have done differently, it took a while, you know, it was a long oh, yeah. list, I mean, and I, you never do everything that way that, right. you know, the way that you wished you would have, or whatever, but like, some of those are, you know, those, when it gets dicey and tough and bad, mm-hmm. uh, I always kind of sort those through as like, what are the weeks that I had that were like... I don't think I slept that week as like a beat person. And those were right. like the Brandon one was probably for me the number one. And I imagine that one with Michigan State, it was, <clears throat> I mean, just a hurricane of stuff. Yeah. You know, that's usually what ends up happening. And the, that's what I remember the most about the Brandon thing. And again, it wasn't like, it was serious. I mean, like they had problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember one day, like that thing started on like a Sunday. I remember on like a Tuesday morning or afternoon or something, I looked at, like, we were at MLive, and I looked at, like, the website, and I just looked at all the headlines. And I stopped for a second and just yeah. looked at it. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? What is going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, Because it was like, the governor has chimed in. Right. Uh, 60 minutes is, ju- you know, all this stuff. Oh, I will forever be and thankful. like, Jesus. And you're just like, I can't. Yes. I don't even know where to start here, you know? like that. So those are tough. I'll sometimes. forever be thankful that I was at The Athletic that year. What year? Of the Michigan State stuff. Oh, you were. That's right. Because yeah. everything, at least be, everything I was able to do was still kind of, yeah. you know, coming in after the fact and kind of trying to right. organize and offer some perspective and, and tell the stories of people who were being impacted by these things. Well, you don't have to chase every detail. Of exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it wasn't, you know, okay, someone just said this, I need to write it immediately. Someone said this, I need to yeah. write it immediately. And we've been in those spots. And that's just when, like, you're done. You're, de- right. you're just a dead person. Um my first week in Tennessee, 
Oh, yeah. I, no, I, so I missed Pearl. Oh, okay. I missed Pearl. I had, a, I had um, others. But my this isn't a scandal at all. Yeah. This would be the completely wrong word. My first week in Tennessee was the week that um, uh, Pat Summit announced that she had oh, Alzheimer's. Yeah. yeah. And it like the it was one of the, like that like time stopped in Tennessee when that happened. Um, it was yeah. crazy, and I'm just like, wait. I like I had like yeah. not a single phone number for anybody. You write up some features on this. I'm like, uh, what? Okay, <laughs> gonna have to read up on on. I know Pet Summit, but yeah. I really don't. Let me read know. up real quick on her 25 year <laughs> Hall of Fame yeah. career. That's her legend, yeah. the, le- the legend in women's <laughs> basketball. Right, real quick here. Yeah, I could have done without that. Um, that was that was scary, and but it was also like it was. God, it was oddly like an honor to even be around that, oh, yeah, that sure. thing when it went down and, and see all the basketball people that came out to talk about it. It was crazy. Um, so, what was the, the so the best story you never had printed? Somebody asked that. I saw that somewhere in there. The only one I'd say, and I could say this because it's not like it's isn't a mm-hmm. reporting thing that I had a bag or something. The one that I thought I was going to get that will still burns me, and I think maybe one day, who knows. Um, when Ramil Robinson was in prison, you might remember mm-hmm. this from when we were still yeah, alive. I was exchanging letters with him mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, I remember going back and forth, and it was this very unique, you know, because we don't he write. No one writes letters anymore. I'm sure yeah. back in the day this would be normal, but like yeah. any day I'd get a letter, I'd get all excited and <laughs> read what you know Ramil had to say, and, uh, and then he got out, mm-hmm. and you know, between what we'd already written back and forth. I'm like, man, this really has the makings of, you know, if I can convince sure. them to fly me down to Miami and get with him, you know, this could be the makings of something really good. It doesn't need to be a uh, redemption story either, you know. Right, like, yeah. Let's find out what this What's guy hit here? the two most famous shots in Michigan basketball oh, yeah, Um And once he got out and we connected, it was, uh, okay, well, how much am I getting paid for this? And that's... yeah. In our in our yeah, business, that's it's the a, that's a the, non-starter. The block. Yeah. It's a non-starter. So we don't work at uh, right at uh, TMZ. And I tried and tried and hey, mm-hmm. this is I tried to explain it and uh, never not happening. Never yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> Am I getting paid? Messages uh, okay. stop. Messages stop being returned. I guess and that's all you that need to know about it. that. <laughs> maybe maybe one day, but it wasn't going to be that day. So. When you come up with a little small, uh, some cash, you can uh, yeah, out of my own pocket. <laughs> right. it ain't worth that. I'll find yeah. another story for yeah. you. All right, go ahead. Okay. Um, from Carl, if you boys played bar trivia, what's your best non-sports category? I imagine Nick doesn't have one. Pretty sure 50% of his memory is filled with offensive line schemes. That's a pretty good point. Uh, the, I did a, I did a The Office trivia once, mm-hmm. and um, we got one question wrong and finished like 40th place. Oh jeez. Yeah, that's how intense it was. Like, and it was, and what I mean, we the questions were like, "What color was this guy's like shirt in this oh, like God. scene or whatever?" That's how like crazy it was, and we got one wrong out of like twenty. So that would be number one. But we, I mean, but I wasn't even on the level of like some of these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was we were in like Ipsy or something like that one night, and they had like the office trivia. I can't remember where we were at. Um, maybe like the Arbor Brewing in Ipsy. That one. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of the name of that place. But, uh, yeah, they had one, and there was, like, 40 teams. It was packed. It was crazy. It was a lot of fun, but, like, we, <laughs> we got, like, 30th place with one wrong. Oh my God. <laughs> it was just, like, a 27-way tie for first, and they, like, duked it out in this, like, Thunderdome round or whatever, but that would be my hmm. my top one, I think. Okay. Uh, 
I think I could kill pretty good in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah they, I'm sure they do trivia on that. It's been a long I would else. imagine. Yeah. Um, I could do pro wrestling trivia. You could do pro wrestling. Uh, college mascots I'm pretty good with. <laughs> when you get, like, deep into the random uh, schools. See, the things uh, that you think you're good at. Like, I Yeah, to, that's right. And then you get exposed uh, and you yeah. don't know I, shit. We did a music <laughs> one one time and I was like, well, this is embarrassing. Like, I'm like, I got enough. And I thought I'd be okay at it. You know, I was like, I'll be all right. You all know, right, like, right. I know enough. And I was like, this is just, I can't, I can't get anything. Like, no. this is, I remember getting, like, upset, because I'm like, you guys have made this, like, impossible. Right. But then they're like, well, this is just, like, no, we didn't. Yeah, like, truly like, having, right, like, expertise enough. in something. Yeah, would no, be it's like, tough. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you could probably sit here and ask me about the last, like, six or seven years of Michigan basketball, and I'd, I'd be, be like, like eh, <laughs> I don't really remember. Is that what happened? You know? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the stuff you remember more is almost when you're a kid. And you, like, really remember every single yeah. thing, you know? Like, the 93 Phillies, if you gave me a quiz on that, I'd probably destroy <laughs> it. Park, would you? Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we're actually over time, so we'll take a quick break here and then come back for the subscriber portion of the show. So stay tuned with us here. We'll be right back. The place where I 